and rap on a mic check Before we tear it up, I turn to give my partner a high five Cause it's time to get live So when I say make some, you say noise First it was just for fun Then it was for education Now they're getting serious That's a party, that's right I hear you getting married Too bad Oh, oh, oh no, no, he's not married yet I guess it goes down like that with those gold digging hoochie mama gut bucket skeezers you attract. Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. Some up against the wall. Wear handcuffs on and crazy through all the lips. This is all we want some chicken wings, hot dogs, and a case of 40s. You got that? First of all, you need to go gargle. Funky? Man, my name is Stinky. Stinky, all right? Nigga, your name is Funky because you come up in here smelling like butt crack now. What is your line of business? Unemployment line. Oh, I knew I knew you. I even remember your name. Did you call your jawbone? <laughs> That's my whole YouTube. Uh, my wife. All right, so we back again. Um, this is the Nostalgic Podcast, episode two. And we got a new cast of characters for you boys this time on the mic. So, um, everybody, introduce yourself real quick. Of course, you know, you got your boy LP um, here in Houston. Um, who else we got in the mic right now? We got B-Rob, Oklahoma City. We got D-Rob, Moore, Oklahoma. We got DL, hosting at the crib. And, and we heard last time that we sounded like Master Tape Theater. So we want to make sure, <laughs> like that is definitely not of uh, our intention. So um, this week we got a special for you all. Um, anyone want to introduce the movie besides me? Because you know I would have picked maybe something different, but as we kind of got into it and I've watched it a few times again, I kind of agree with what everyone picked. So anyone want to introduce the movie that we got this week for our nostalgic review? Yeah, I got it. So just. Sticking with the theme of the pod, this movie for me is definitely nostalgic. It's one of the first movies that you know I kind of understood what a quotable was, and like going back just watching it, I found even more stuff that I I was saying as a kid that I didn't even know came from this movie. Like a whole bunch of realizations came after watching it because as a kid watching this, I don't know any of these characters. I'm just watching a movie, but I'm older now. I can analyze things and. Just, you know, you, you see people in different places and their growth and, 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 and people that didn't prosper so well. And you just got questions and you just start thinking about it. It's a good topic. It's a good conversation. So, um, D-Rob, it, I think this was your actual choice and you're the newest member to the Nostalgic Pod. So tell us what the movie is and why you selected it. Yeah, so uh, the movie that we chose for this week is um, House Party 3. And the reason why I wanted to choose House Party 3 is I'm a little bit older than these cats here. So, um, you know, I was in college when this came out. And, you know, uh, we were a little broke. You know, we didn't, we we didn't have... We were definitely uh, broke. We yeah, we didn't have two broke. dirty nickels to rub together. So, you know, we had to put the DVDs on repeat, you know. So whether you're coming in at 2 in the afternoon or 2 in the morning, it's something playing on repeat. Well, House Party 3 was one of those joints. Uh, you know, it got to the point where um, I hadn't watched it for a few years, but when I uh, tried to get that refresher going, man, I can still say line for line, uh, you know, some of the some of the uh, some of the drops and, you know, some of the quotables. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it means a lot to me, you know, hearkening back to my college days. 
And B-Row, anything you want to add? Um, you know, House Party 3, and, and we'll get started after you. I mean, for me, I was three years old. <laughs> 94, I, I'm three years old, you know, and to start rewatching it as I'm watching it, I'm listening to things that I've said or things that I've heard people say. Like, it's like I watched the movie just through other people. And obviously I watched it growing up, but just to be three years old and to, to see how that impacted some of the way I talked or some of the guys that I looked up to, the way they dressed, et cetera, it's kind of dope to kind of see that and go back to that. So you're saying you're getting your um, tickets to the uh, Millennium Tour got with to. um, Emma Jor? Got, got, got to. And oh, B2K? Oh, oh. B2K, baby. <laughs> uh, but now, nah, so before we get started into the um, review, as we've talked about before, this is a podcast on the Guild um, HCX Network. So we want to make sure y'all go check out www.theguildhcx.com. You got a number of podcasts, a blog, anything you could check out, our YouTube page. We want to make sure that you all get a chance to visit that because not only is this content there, but other content you might be interested in. And we got some interviews on the way we're working on as well as it relates to this also. So we want to make sure you get that detail. So on to the intro and why we chose this movie. So the first thing we need to get into is just the house party series in general and kid and play. So first impressions, what are y'all thoughts on kid and play their music? What impact they have on the culture? Anybody get us started on that? Yo. So again, with me being one of the older heads on here, man, kid and play was very influential when I was growing up, you know, uh, they were one of the groups, um, that were pretty clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had some other cats out there that were, you know, uh, talking foul, you know, NWA, Ice Cube, all them. Well, I was on the other on the other end of the spectrum, so I was trying to, uh, you know, get live but not uh, get too dirty at the same time. Um, so when Kid and Play came out, you know, they were all about uh, flashy clothes, um, chasing girls, fly whips, you know. Um, so that's something that I tried to relate with, um, you know. Uh, so whenever they started making movies, man, I was all in. Uh, class Act, House Party, House Party 2, House Party 3. Man, I loved all them joints. Um, of course, um, some some of them were more relatable than others. But, uh, yeah, Kid and Play was definitely on my uh, on the top of my list for, for cats I wanted to emulate. And I could definitely agree with that as well because I've known um, D-Rob for a while. And, um, you know, Kid and Play was known for their hairstyles as well. And D-Rob was the first brother I knew to have what we called the Hawaiian Silky. <laughs> and and, and um, I'm telling you, when I hear, say his hair was down shoulder length, it was shoulder length. So I was like, bro, what are you doing? So I could see him emulating some of the things that he probably saw in different movies, probably specifically more Kid than Play. But at that same time, he definitely had that. So, um, you know, B-Row or DL, anything that y'all could think of, like what made you think that this would be a good, you know, movie for us to do for the second nostalgic podcast? It's dope listening to you and D-Rob because, I mean, like I said, I was born in 90. I don't think a lot of people realize that that they were rappers. They were rappers, like real rappers before the movie. Absolutely. So, like, will y'all kind of educate me on, you know, Kinda, how long were they rapping before the movie came out? Cause I, I'm, I really know them from the movie. Yeah, so you know they became 
they, they came on the scene as as rappers, you know, and uh, whenever they started transitioning to movies, a lot of people were in your shoes. They just didn't realize that um, they were they, they were that big on the hip hop scene. And when I tell you, man, they made bangers like for for their for their time, you know, uh, like too too hype was a dope song. Um, like they had um, do it my way was a dope song. Like they had like stuff that charted on the like top 100. But the difference was like a lot of people would associate their type of music with what Will Smith was doing. Like, so they were around like that same time, same clean type of genre, like Rob was saying before, but Will Smith ended up being the person who his music kept going where they actually just jumped right into the movie scene. Will Smith later got into things like, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and then he right. became like a superstar. But yeah, they were originally musicians. Like, that's what we knew them as. And then all of a sudden, they started making movies. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people knew that. So that's that's definitely good to know. But for me, you know, when I look at it, it, it just feels like culture. You know, there's not a lot of things out right now or out as I was alive and young and born that seem so distant from mainstream well, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect you to know anything from when you was born. Right, I mean, right, 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 right. But there, there's not many things that you know. Rap right now, at, you know, when I was a teenager, rap was mainstream. True. So to kind of to kind of see that movie, you can tell it was different. You know, so that that that's very dope to kind of see. You know, an isolated culture and a genre that that's probably not accepted everywhere. Um, to kind of see how how big it made it. And DL, any, any impressions for you? I mean, just kind of add uh, as to why we kind of chose it. I mean, it just goes back to nostalgia for me. You know, I, I have a twin brother, and um, we used to think we was kid and play. Like he naturally, <laughs> <laughs> he naturally would be play because you know, you know how my boy is, and um, I feel like I'm I'm more of a good guy type kid, like how kid was. So he would just tell me, "Nigga, you 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 kid, I'm gonna be play." And, we would just go around like writing raps in the garage and stuff in the summertime. It's just you got any bars? No, nah, I got Yo, no bars for no you, fam. Okay. I'm not spitting the eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so to to get into the movie, um, you know, the first thing we always like to do is just talk about the series. So there's House Party one through four, right? There's four of them, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So just in general, you know, we always like to start this way. Where do we rank? House Party 3 in this series. Now, I personally got my opinion, but I want to hear y'all's first. So anyone get us going. Where do we rank House Party in this series? House Party 3 in the series. This DL, I'll jump us off. Uh, that's the number two for me. Uh, number House Party 2 is my favorite, and House Party 1 is, um, you know, my least favorite out of the three. But it just... When when I think about the quotables, man, this movie just has it all with, with characters like Chris Tucker. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Uh, where's Kim play? Dang here. Dang here? Oh, where the hell they at? Look, man, we had a meeting here. I ain't got time to wait, man. I got to pick up money over here. I got to pick money up here, man. And I came to pick money right here. Look at You tell them when they get here, Johnny Boo stopped by to pick up the money for Ann Johnny Williams, okay? That's the stripper for the bachelor party. Oh, yeah. They told me that you'll be stopping by and to pay you if you can pop this check. But, oh, let me see that. Let me see that, cuz. Money first? Oh, wait a minute. I got money. Now, don't play me like I ain't got no money. I have no money. Check it out. Check it out. 
Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got more. I got more right here. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait, ooh. wait a minute. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Ooh, shit. All right. Here we go. Right here. Well, same time, bro. I don't know you, man. Same oh. time. I don't know you. Okay. Uh, characters like uh, uh, Bernie Mac, like those guys, kind of made the movie with their antics in this movie. And to me, that's 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 what it was about. I got a second. I go, I go the 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 second house party, then the third one, then the first one. And honestly, I don't even really count the fourth one. That's that's kind of what my generation. Man, I just skipped <laughs> over. You ain't even mentioned it. The, the, <laughs> you know that those, about it. those are the guys that was born in, in in ninety. You know we didn't we didn't do it right. So House Party Four definitely. You know I don't I don't like to count that in the in it, but I, I definitely got the third one as the second best. Yeah, to me it's a trilogy as well. Um, I don't I don't even count House Party Four as being part. <laughs> uh, But I got mine a little bit different, you know. Um, House Party 1 was, man, it was live. Uh, It's it's definitely my favorite out of the series, House Party 1. You know, Martin Lawrence, uh, Tisha Campbell. um, Man, it was just so much going on in that movie, and it introduced us to, you know, the cast of characters that we would see in the second one, Uh, some of them coming back in the third one. Um, It was just so original for me. Um, and it opened my eyes to, uh, you know, being, being in a small town, Oklahoma, um, it opened up my eyes to, to a lot more than what I was used to. Um, so house party three is going to be my second favorite. Um, and house party two was just, uh, you know, that, that, that comes in third for me. Yeah. And for me, house party one, actually, I tried to act as much as I could like play for about five years. Like, I, I wanted to be him as much as I could. House Party 1, by far, is the best movie to me. Um, House Party 2 was cool, but actually after watching House Party 3 again, and I agree with y'all, it's a trilogy. Like, I can't even really look at House Party 4. Um, House Party 3 would be the second in the series. House Party 2 would be the third. House Party 1 would be the number one movie to me. That's one of the best movies for me for black culture that I've seen. So we might end up doing a review on that one as we kind of go down the road on this as well. So, um, but before we get into a few things, let's talk about the synopsis. So I want to read this just like we did with our last one. So check out our last podcast as well. Um, what we did over, um, Friday, um, after next, but the synopsis for house party three says, come to a news house party where kid after a lifetime of playing the field, falls in love and is about to get married. Play plans to throw the rockiest house party ever until kids, three wise cap cracking nephews come to town with intent showing on kid and play. What parties are all about. Is that what the movie is about or are they missing something in there? I think that's fair. I I think that's fair. I mean, it could be more in depth, but that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't want to, um, go too in depth, especially back then. You know, uh, if you look into the back of the DVD box, you don't want to be reading a movie about it. You know, you just want to <laughs> just want to want a quick rundown, man. Because uh, the main thing that's going to capture people's eyes is the celebrities that are involved. Um, like Dio said earlier, man, it's got Bernie Mac, it's got uh, you know Chris Tucker, it's got you know just so many people um, on that on that lineup. So they want to depend on like you know TLC, Immature. Um, you know, that's going to snag their eye instead of the synopsis. So I think it's fair. 
So to that, let's jump right into the cast. So on the cast, who do you all think was the best character in the movie? So some examples, of course, you got Kid and Play. You got Stinky. You got Vita. You got Sydney. You got Immature. You got TLC. You got Bernie Mac. You got a variety of people. Who do you all think is the best character in the series and why? I got oh, Bernie Mac. In the series or? Or in, the, in this movie specifically. Bernie Mac. I mean, he, he came in and, and absolutely stole the show. So like, Uncle Vester. Uncle Vester. I mean, there was a time where Immature kind of comes in uh, and uh, Kid, uh, Kid is like, man, where were y'all at? And they was like, oh, we were just outside exercising. <laughs> and Uncle Vester like, man, y'all need to exercise y'all ass there and watch the dishes. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times, you know, my parents or an older sibling or an aunt or an uncle would kind of use a word that I said and kind of spin it, you know, and that and that that's just that's just dope to me. And obviously he I feel like he has the best quote and we'll, we'll kind of get to that later, but but Uncle Vesta definitely stole the show. Okay. Y'all won't even front and be a contrarian, like that's that's who I was going with. Go, coming up as a kid, they were like three or four black men that I saw in movies that I would just be afraid of. Like the first one was uh Lawrence Fishburne when I watched him <laughs> in uh <laughs> in, uh Love what's the what's the movie with Tina Turner? Ike um Ike when he was Ike Turner yeah, of course. Yeah. So I was like yo like I'll never want to come across this dude. <laughs> Ronald Isley uh just the way I seen him beat up you know <laughs> your your boy in, in and the music video. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. we, we can't say that. I didn't want to Kelly on this. I was just trying to, you know, let, let you fill in the blank, but you know, and then and then of course it came with uh Uncle Vester in this movie, like the way he snatched up uh little buddy when he was, you know, talking talking spicy to him. Like I was like, yo, he kinda remind me of Uncle Leia. Like I only got a couple of uncles that, you know, I know might whoop me if I if I say the wrong thing. So that's that's what it was for me, but yeah, I feel like that was that was pretty clear for me. Yeah, over here in Oklahoma, that's going to be unanimous because uh, you know Bernie Mac, man, rest in peace. He stole the show, man. Yeah. You know, because the movie was kind of going uh, along a, a pretty decent path, and then all of a sudden Bernie Mac shows up and he's just loud and crazy and yelling at people and handling up on the kids just like a regular uncle would. You know, when the kids were getting out of hand, he was the one, <laughs> you know, and uh, talking to his. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess it was his aunt that was in there. There was man, just from from the from the time that he showed up, and then every single scene, man, he was let, he let was the highlight on that because the most flagrant scene is when kid takes him to go meet his future boss, right? And, and he wallowed at the dinner table, son. Oh, he in there talking oh, about this man. Nah, right hold here. on there, Freckles. You got to have a little bit more faith in these young kids today. Times are different from when you and I was out here doing our thing. Now, hand me about four or five little biscuits. I show him home. Ah, mm. uh, Vesta, what is your line of business? Unemployment line. I'm a painter. I'm an artiste. Oh, really? From what school? Jacob Lawrence, Bearden? Uh, kitchen walls and sinks and shit like that. Oh my God, crayons and finger paints. Wait a minute, Mom, you, you, you're being unfair. We worked hard to, to get where we are today. 
I bet you had the whole lot of rabbits just to make ends meet. I beg your pardon. Oh, oh, oh! I knew I knew you. Damn it to hell, I knew your face was for me to me. Man, back in the day, your wife just sucked the meanest. Well, I know you know you're a lucky man. They used and to call you Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, So for me, I I got a different. Like I thought the 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 best character or the best characters was immature. And and the reason why is just because everything they did in the movie was an antic from when they lied about their luggage being lost so they can get the insurance <laughs> check to when they was pulling the uh, mail lady to come to the um, party. Yeah, and then bitch. when they got the food from the ex-con, um, you know, catering service. But I have a question for all of y'all. And I did multiple hours of research. I'm not joking. Where is Half Pipe Santos out? Like, where's he at? Like, where's the third member of Immature who was in this movie that Yo, no longer remember, was in Immature? Yo, he got kicked out or he left or something, but man. Where because they is replaced he? him. Yes, where is he? So I tried to look up just to get let you all know. So, audience out there, if y'all can help us, please. I did a Google search, Yelp search, YouTube search. Any search you could do for where's Don Half Pipe Santos, Bruh, I cannot <laughs> find him. It can be anywhere. found on Twitter. No, he's not on Twitter. He's not on Instagram. He's not. I, I tried for multiple hours when we was doing this. Like, oh, I need to know what happened to the third member of Immature. I don't know where he's at. Like, no one has any detail to the point where I found a uh, Facebook page where they was like, please help us find Don Half Pipe Santos. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, do, do any of y'all know where he is? Like, does anyone know? Well, that, that goes out to the Twitter investigators. I learned this week that y'all <laughs> could find anybody just right. off a little bit of information. So, find him. Find so, him. I, have a, I have a photo, but it's probably a photo from like 96. And I'm going to put this photo out because I need to know where Don Half Pipe Santos is. Uh, <laughs> he was the third member of Immature in this movie. He was a good character in this movie. And he was on their first album. After that, he got replaced with a brown skin brother. And I right. ain't seen him since. So I, if we can find that out, please, um, Twitterverse, Facebookverse, Instagramverse, I need to know what happened to Don Half Pipe Santos. So... Y'all help me out with that. So, what what do y'all think now about the best scene in the movie? I I want to go first on mine because it's probably a more unique scene than the one that y'all might have. Do y'all remember the first scene where Vita met the grandma and or the aunt, and the aunt was talking about she made fried chicken? <laughs> now Vita said you could have something to eat. She didn't say go and eat up all that Chinese food. It was fried chicken, Aunt Lucy. Hush your mouth. Chinese people don't eat fried chicken. What? Yeah, she didn't remember who she, she was. And she told her she was much prettier than the, the other chick he brought the other day. She but, thought it was but, Chinese food. But the thing that tripped me out the most is when she said... Chinese people don't eat fried right. chicken. <laughs> right. Right. Chinese like fried chicken is delicious. I think everybody's eating fried chicken. So to me, that was probably the most ridiculous scene 
and the most ridiculous thing that could possibly be said in the movie. So um, Chinese people not eating fried chicken is the most ridiculous thing to me. That was probably the best scene to me, just just how crazy it was. Because at that time, you saw Immature, you saw Stinky, you had Kid in Play, and you had Vita. So all kind of the main characters were there at once. And then she was just coming up with ridiculous stuff. So to me, that was the best scene in the movie. So well, who else got a scenes they want to talk about? So uh, for me, uh, this is D Rob. For me, it was the uh, the scene where where the boys first showed up to XCon Catering. Yo, man, fuck all that. What's up with my order for Friday night, huh? It depends on what your bitch ass get. What the fuck you want? Some chitlins, some cheese, spam, tuna, some tomatoes? What the fuck you want? Look out, look out, punk. Come on in, big dookie. Big dookie. Big dookie. Yo, man, it's obvious ain't no damn Benny Hanna's. You know what I'm saying? Look, man, this is all we want. Some chicken wings, hot dogs, and a case of 40. You got that? First of all, you need to calm the fuck down and go gargle. Funky. Man, my name is Stinky. Stinky, all right? Well, stinky, funky, smell hella bad. It's all the same. Fuck all of that. Nigga, your name is Funky because you come up in here smelling like butt crack now. Yo, squash all that, man. All I'm talking about, the food better be on. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, look at this nigga, Mr. Baller, Mr. High Roller, Mr. Flashy fucking money. Well, since you got it like that, fuck, pay a nigga now. You got my food now? Or maybe, do you have my food I'm now? Saying, fuck all the dumb shit. Let me tell you something. Back you don't come. banter between, uh, between them, man. And uh, them almost getting into a fight, yo. <laughs> that had me dying laughing. The little man was like, what, you want some chicken, some cheese, some Spam, some tuna, some tomatoes? <laughs> and, and yo, what, what's crazy about that ex-con catering scene is, you know, I don't know if y'all listen to, like, Corey Holcomb or watch Corey Holcomb or whatever. He got a partner named Freeze Love. And Freeze Love is the other ex-con yeah. in that scene. Love. And yeah. that's crazy. Like, Freeze yeah, Love Freeze is one Love. of my favorites. But the worst thing about that scene is when he was on the phone before they came in, someone was ordering 200 pounds of chitlins and they need to be murdered. Yo, like, that, was, that, was his, that was his mama. That was his mama putting in that order. <laughs> like, like, if you're ordering 200 pounds of chitlins, B, do you know how bad your house is going to stink? Like, you need to be murdered. Like, there's no reason to be ordered 200 pounds of chitlins for any reason at all. So, Yo, just, just a little Easter egg in there. Two men, like... uh. Right in the middle of the scene, this big brother walks in and he got a slab of meat on his shoulder. And they were like, and they were like, they were like, hey man, move out the way. And he was like, he was like, come on in, big dookie. They were like, big dookie. Hey, yo, I went back to school the next day and was like trying to get people to call me big dookie. (laughs) Man, that just stuck with me so hard. (laughs) Like, uh, so I was like, I was like, yeah, my new nickname is Big Dookie. They were like, what? I was like, yeah, because I'm the shit. Man, Yo, that backfired even... so hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to tell y'all what I went back to school with. Like, I remember the stripper's name was Night Heat. So I tried yeah. to go back to school. To say... I tried to go back to school and say my name was Night Heat. See, that's that's the difference. Like, like, man. So, all right. So, DL or um, B-Row, what's y'all favorite scene, man? So, it kind of ties into how immature just with their antics just started a series of bad events for Kid on his uh, bachelor party night. So first thing they do 
and switch the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> bachelor party and players trying to like you know let kid know you know i got you man like that's that's whack but we we got you i'm gonna look out for you watch we got this cake for you one two three and this this like 250 pound black chick swinging her hand side to side like hercules, hercules. yeah like and i was sneaky so <laughs> And she yeah, had the she worst dance moves girl. ever man like that was just disappointing like for real like that that hurt me when I saw that cake. Like that, that hurt me when I saw that cake. <laughs> yeah, I I thought, thought was gonna come with it. B roll, what's yours? I mean, for me, it's the dinner scene. You got, <laughs> oh you yeah. Got, you got you got Bernie Mac who steals the show again. But all I could think about is, you know, we all have daughters, and I'm listening to him kind of like don't really like kid. And then she brings her family, then he pulls out the strap. And in my head, I'm like, that that wedding can't go on. The whole time that he he calls out his wife. So for me, that is the the funny that 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 to me is one of the funniest moments in the culture right there. Easy. Yeah, that, that dinner scene definitely um it, it had so many things in it that just resonated with sometimes that happens, not that wild. But family dinners do get messed up sometimes. Right. And that, that's an example of what could happen. So now now what would y'all consider to be maybe the the worst scene or something that was the most unrealistic? So I'll kind of go first with that one. Like to me, what was so unrealistic is when Vita found the picture of Sydney in his room, like right. just chilling under some dirty clothes. Like, bruh, if you pining over your ex. You ain't just gonna hide it under some dirty clothes when you know your fiance coming up. Like you gonna hide it in like a box of like Jordans, under baseball cards, under old like report cards that you have from school. You definitely ain't. Man, I'm probably putting out too much business. But you definitely definitely ain't gonna just have it right there uh, in the middle of some clothes like you just looked at it last night. Like that to me was ridiculous. And then the fact that they just came in talking so reckless I, right. I know from knowing you know all of my friends we're, we're gonna case the house before you start talking reckless that way right. you just ain't gonna walk in right. <laughs> you know, That's immediately talking. yeah yeah like nah even then you gonna case the house you gonna make sure that nobody's <laughs> there 
you know, this is before ring doorbell, so you can't figure out who coming in. Like, you're going to go check around the crib. So, to me, that was just really unrealistic. That wouldn't happen. And she wouldn't have brought it up at dinner like that as well because right. they weren't even talking about that. And she said, oh, maybe you want to get with Sydney for one last time. Nah, that ain't happening, B. We're not right. doing that right now. So, to me, that was the most unrealistic scene in the movie. I mean, to kind of piggyback on that, you have Immature at the beginning when they're first introduced to, to Vita. And they're, and they're like, man, what's up with Sydney in the, in the uh, uh, what's up with your ex with the big old booty? So, <laughs> so, so that's your first clue. Then she finds the picture. Then you get to the point to where they're at the hotel and she, she opens, the elevator opens up and him and Sydney are at the end of a quote unquote goodbye kiss. Everything is over with. I, I don't know any <laughs> woman that's going to allow all those three clues to go on and it just, at the end of the day, be like, you know what? I'm still going to marry get you him. Back. Right, right. That's that's a long argument. A long argument. Well, DL here, I got a, I got a pretty obvious one. I mean, it may be overlooked in the, in the film because it's not, I guess, that funny of a moment, but it's when the Raspas, the blind cats... <laughs> <laughs> they getting ready to leave, and they got a car with a with a seat on the hood, and they just tapping their sticks to get around. Like, come on, nobody that's like definitely that blind is driving. So you telling me that Bird Box was um, twenty five years too soon? Because you, know, you know they drove around blind as well in Bird Box. Like, unless you' about to tell me that Daredevil's black, then no, no, I'm not agreeing with that. And, and Daredevil is the worst hero. And ever. I know because you hate Daredevil. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna get into that. So Daredevil is the worst hero ever because he's blind. No blind superheroes go win fights. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, what you got? So for for mine, you know, my first one was the was the three blind cats also uh, getting on top of that car and just swinging their sticks around <laughs> trying to drive down the street. But uh, since he took mine, man, uh, my second one was, man, you know, I ain't I, I'm secure with my manhood. You know what I'm saying? Kid is not a good looking brother, yo. Like I can admit, I can no 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 no. I can admit when a brother looks alright. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, yo, kid is way too ugly to be ba be bagging bras like that, man. Through the whole movie, the whole movie, the whole movie. Yeah, it was right, chicks. Bro. It was chicks just throwing it at him. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, they might as well just been throwing draws in his face, like. But, but you know, Chili, kid, even Chili was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, negative, no yeah, sir. That's not Chili, happening. man, when, when when Chili showed up and she was all in his face, I was like, hell, yeah, no. that hurt. Hell, no. <laughs> but kid noticed because. <laughs> When uh, he found out about a boy that was going to be at this the, the bachelorette party. Night he heat. Night like, heat. Yeah, night heat. Night. Yeah, night heat. <laughs> he's like, yo, we got to go in there and see what he's packing. Like, I'm like, yo, kid, you're bucking. We don't want to go in there and see that. Like, kid know that he ain't got the juice, man, but but he, he bagged the bad broad. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're probably right about that. That's why I said when I was a kid, like, I wanted to be play. Like, that kind of outline a lot of the ways that I tried to do things. It definitely wasn't kid. Like, I, he ain't had no swing. Yeah, man, nobody, nobody wanted to be Duncan Pender Hughes. That's why I was like, yeah, my brothers were like, yeah, you kid. Like, <laughs> Alright, so um, breakout star. Um, you know, first impressions on who you all thought was the breakout star, was able to launch this movie into something different, or 
you know, you all have them as someone that you remember from this film. Who, what y'all got? I mean, I'll go first so I can so get mine taken. I mean, it's Marcus Houston to me. Like, I've seen him in movie after movie, uh, you know, album after album, even through and matured through his own solo career. Like, he blossomed out of this to me. Like, he's the most prosperous one. So you Yo. telling me you was rocking with IMX? I'm you. telling you, I was kidding. I, I thought I was all. I thought I was all them. Come on, man. I know you thought you was. Uh, I know you thought you was your boy. I know you nah. thought you was in there uh, having the temptations going. Come on, man. Don't act. Don't act like you didn't have that that vibe. And you was hefty, so I know you had to make yourself feel better. All right, Rob, what you got? Yo, man, mine was Michael Collier, uh, Showboat. Yo, <laughs> yo, Showboat, he was killing me with his lines, man. When he was like, hey, I don't trust nobody but my mama, and I cut the deck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, through the whole movie, he was just full of just zinger after zinger, man. And, uh, man, I tried my best to memorize all of them because, man, my man was hilarious. Hero, what you got? What you got? I'm going to go Vita. I mean, the fact that she was Felicia. Yo, it took me three it, years to realize that. I, I, I didn't realize until watching this again. I, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that till last week. <laughs> Shut <laughs> like, up! I swear. <laughs> like I was like, wow. Yeah. Like she yeah. beautiful. Didn't know that was funny, the same person. Authentic. I mean, it very authentic role. Eerily, kind of like you know, people I've involved with. She stole the show to me. She was very, very authentic. So for me, I, I'm going to go Vita. Yeah, for me, I think it was just TLC as a group. Because, you know, really prior to this, they had music. But this kind of put them in the public sphere more for everybody. And although their scenes kind of seem kind of weird because they made them like use these like weird voices and right. you know, things that I, I didn't quite understand, but after you heard their music, you can kind of tell how it fit. And then I want to make an observation. Like you could never have a group now like TLC show up in like Atlanta Falcons jerseys and baggy Tim's and jeans. Like that would never work anymore. Like it just, it's just weird how things change. Like the, Right. The culture of like clothes and how stuff happened. Like I really like how they had their swag back then, but you could never pull that off now. Like, and yeah. it's just weird how things change. Yeah, because uh, you know when she showed up in that Atlanta Falcons jersey, because you know at the time that was her dude, uh, mm -hmm. Andre Rising. Andre, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She burned his <laughs> house down. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you know, uh, you know, which, which, uh, you know, when I was watching it last night. Um, I realized that, man, when I was a kid, I was such a big TLC fan, man. I, they, they were like uh, like Beyonce would be to some kids today. Um, so when they got in the movie, to me, it kind of humanized them. It made them seem like they were a little bit more uh, approachable. Like, you know, I, I literally felt like, man, if I see Chili in the streets, I feel like I got a chance. Mm, yeah. Whereas when I was just listening to her music, man, I was like, man, that she's just celebrity status, you know? So, uh, man, I really appreciated the movie, you know, shedding a light on them, you know, to where they were kind of just like, you know, not unapproachable. Yeah. And they had good, you know, and then they were able to display some of their music as well. Now, you know, they did have Angina dancing to some of it also. But, but, you know, at the same time, like that kind of put them more 
you know, because movies make you mainstream. Music, sometimes you have like a cult following, et cetera. But if you make a movie, like almost anyone can get to that because everyone kind of checks out like film. So um, to me, TLC was the breakout star um, in this movie. So who who didn't go ahead? Yeah, I was going to say, just to go back to your comment on talking about the the clothing, I feel like the closest we've seen to that, I mean, if y'all would think about it, would maybe be Sierra. Like, I feel like Sierra could kind of, yep. you know, fit in, that, fit in that mold. I mean, it's different now. You know, it, it, it's 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 tighter. And and not just not just the women in the movie, but... The, the men, too. In, the clothing yeah. in the movie, period, is what I like the most about it. It was isolated. Now that there's so much access to everybody, you know, I feel like people got to be even a little bit more extreme to be different, but... You know that that just seemed a lot more authentic than kind of how things go go in today's times. No, I completely agree with that. Now, who didn't take advantage of the movie? Like who, for whatever reason, didn't do what they could to take advantage of the movie? So, uh, at one point in the movie, um, when Kid and Play show up to the to the actual bachelor party, um, the pre bachelor party, not the one that was live that the that the boys threw but uh, the, the lame one. So uh, they walk into the room and it's a couple comedians standing there. I think it was Joe Torrey. Yeah. It was um, Eddie Griffith. No, Guy Torrey. Guy, Guy Torrey. Yeah, yeah, Guy Torrey, Eddie Griffith, and then just some random light-skinned cat. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's supposed to be somebody or... But I, I remember watching it back then and I was like, hey, man, he's got to be somebody, but I just don't know who he is. I mean, he had that one line where he was like, hey, man, I'll eat through them draws to get to that ass. <laughs> I knew he had to be somebody, but to this day, I have no idea who that yellow brother is. You know, I don't know who he is either. Like to be idea. to be next to two well-known comedians, right. I felt like he had to be somebody. Maybe he was Kid's cousin. I don't know. And I and so just for fact-checking purposes, I just did a quick Google search and. Maybe I shouldn't have Google searched light skinned brother at House Party Three comedian, but he's not showing up anywhere. So I, I don't, I don't, I can't find him. Like I've looked a couple different places as well. So he definitely didn't take advantage of this, like for real, like no questions asked. Yeah, I can't find him at all. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, 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 can't, can't on him. I can't find him. All right. So who who else did take advantage of the movie? So I'm gonna take it here. But guy Nighy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean So Lazarus yeah. Jackson is his name. <laughs> Lazarus Jackson, all right. <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, we've had uh we've had Magic Mike. Magic Mike too. Like there's plenty of movies. <laughs> he could he could have came back in, but no, I don't I don't think I saw him in any other roles, any other serious roles, anything like that. What you got, B-Ro? For me, Don Santos. I mean, because... <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? I mean, he should have single something. Twitter will find him in Matter five fact, days. Matter of fact, find Don Santos. We need to sign Don Twitter Santos. will find him in five days. I, Whatever has right. to happen. He, he, need, he, needs, he needs a career, man. All of them did something after that. Nobody knows what happened to Don Santos. I'm telling you, my hashtag tomorrow is going to be 
find Don Santos or half, <laughs> or or a hashtag find Don half pint Santos because <laughs> because we have to find him. And, and so for me, I I really don't know what happened to Stinky or David Edwards after the movie. Yeah. Like um, I went to his IMDb. He did like half baked. He had a small role. Um, he had a small role in Belly, and he had a small role in Scary Movie Three. And I I didn't see him much after. So maybe he got in like writing or producing, or maybe he just determined Hollywood for, wasn't for him. But I thought he was a good character. I thought he fit in well. I know he was replacing kind of the Martin element that they had in some of the other ones, but I didn't see much from him after that. So. I don't. Yep. I don't know if he just decided to quit or what, but I didn't see much from him after. I, th- I think I would have picked him. I just. I wasn't really sure if it was just me being young to not know if he was anything else. So I didn't. I didn't want to pick him, but yeah, I guess that now that you pointed out like that with this research, yeah, that, that's that's cool. That's right. Yeah, I didn't see much from him at all. So one of our favorite segments that we want to start now is the most quotable line what we consider to be the most quotable line in the movie. So anybody, who want to get us kicked off with the most quotable line in the movie? All right, so they're at dinner. Uncle Vesta get, get, gets in his mood, and he talks about uh, Dita's mom. And you don't talk to my nephew like that. You don't talk to my daughter like that. Listen, you, this is like you listen here, get back. Remembers her. <laughs> uh, if I was 16, 17, I definitely at that time would have been using that as a joke. Uh, so that 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 to me is the most quotable quotable scene in the movie. All right. So um, yeah, I think that was funny because because it came out of nowhere. Because he took a bite of something and he just turned around and said. Oh, oh, I remember you. Like, so. and, and, and how he was eating. <laughs> like, like he was enjoying himself too much. You know, like, he made himself at home way too much. So that 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 was hilarious. Yeah, that's like Uncle Willie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who, who else we got? What's the most quotable scene? So I'll go here. This DL, um, it's when um, Chris Tucker comes to the house to collect the money. Uh, for the stripper and this is quotable for me because i didn't even know again that i was quoting this movie as i'm growing up saying this like anytime i would like trade nintendo 64 games with somebody you know dudes be acting funny be like no same time man same time man i don't know you man just the way he did that with them getting it all out his draws and stuff was just just crazy so that's what that was. Now, mind you, I stole y'all Nintendo 64 games to get a, a tattoo when uh, I was like 18. Like, so. He did. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> So that's probably a terrible memory for you right oh, now. Oh, it is because, <laughs> you know, life life crazy, man. Like, I I just knew I was going to beat you up when I uh, turned 18. But I just kept But you got smaller. too small. So I, like, I can't do nothing with this dude. But I paid y'all back and tried in layers, so you good. So, all right. <laughs> so you good. All right, so my um, quotable scene goes back to 
the the grandma or the aunt, I can't remember what she was. And it's back to the scene where they um, switch the movies again, the Ninja Turtle movies, and she calls uh, Bernie Mac, or Bernie Mac calls the house, and her whole function is like she's so happy eating like popcorn <laughs> and like everything. She says, "Well, um, I'm just waiting on um, um, you know kid to get home, but I'm watching that ass." And, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and when they cut to the scene, like it's like the wildest sexy. It's not even like that. Like it's not even like nothing would happen it's like that. Like whack just crushing the banana. Like to me, I was like, they like in the movie, the the music was terrible. Like in the scene, I was like, man, that ain't like no flicks I've ever seen in my life. So to me, that was by far the most quotable scene, just just because of everything that was happening in it. It was all chaotic, but that was my most quotable scene. Yo, for me, it was uh, back to Uncle Vesta when he was trying to give kids some advice, and he was like, man, why you need people to like you? Parents, like you, boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. Let me tell you something. I used to go with a girl when I was about your age. I tried to please her peppy all the time. Went out my way to please her peppy. I come in one day, I said, nice weather we have. Say, you can't say that. You can't say that, it might rain. I said, nice tie you got on. Say, you can't say that. My wife tried to choke me with it. Point I'm trying to tell you, son, is be yourself. People don't like how you be yourself, fuck them. Fuck them up against the wall. Wear handcuffs on them and crazy through the only lips. That's all you do. Mm. Words to live by. Live by them, son. Okay, um... I went out my way to try to please this girl, Pappy. I said, nice weather we have in here. He said, you can't, can't say, say that. that. He said, that might rain. I said, nice tie you got there. He said, you can't say that. My wife tried to choke me with it. Point I'm trying to tell you, son, is that people don't like it for who he is. F him. F him up against the wall with handcuffs on and crazy when he lifts. <laughs> Yo, the look on kid's face. <laughs> Yo, I was dying, man. Told you, kid. He was, he was, he was wild. Yo, Uncle Vesta was wild. He was, he, uh, he looked up at the ceiling talking to his dead brother, talking about you had to go and get you a white woman, huh? <laughs> now the boy ain't wear two dead fly smacks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, all right, so what if, if anything we could have changed in the movie before we go into our rating, does anything that, does anyone have anything that we would have changed in the movie? Yeah, man, I would have changed the three or four little scenes that TLC had and gave them more screen time. To me, uh, immature was just a little too immature for this, uh, for this true, movie going true. in. I mean, yeah. they were uh, they were full of antics and everything, but man, they just they just didn't do it for me, man. Whereas I would like to see more of TLC. They show way more immature, so that's that's what I would have changed. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me too. I, I agree with that. Anyone else? You gotta be rough. All right. Well, for me, I gotta think about this. It would probably have to go with the situation of how they went in there and um, was in there having that debate about the food. Like, that was just wild to me. I ain't never seen play be so tough. But he didn't know how big Buddy was when he came from behind the bars. <laughs> like, he was the new, da well, he was the old Damon. Like, 
Buddy was big, and like to me, that was just too unrealistic for me to do. Since he's gonna come in there, like dealing with ex cons, like come on, man, I'm not about to play with no nobody that's that's been in the pen. Yeah, like, hardened crit, hardened hard criminals, criminals yeah, man. Like, like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and that's after he saw Big Dookie walk in with that slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it would have been like so. There, in, in, and I think this was like a throwaway scene that they just kept in. Um, kid was walking to his house and Showtime kind of pulls up just out of random and releases the dog to bite him. Like, so one, why didn't kid have severe damage from that dog bite? Like he, he just like the next day he was like, Oh, I'm going to my bachelor party. If you don't see me, I'm good. And then two, like that, that dog was everywhere. That dog chased them through Nordstrom's or wherever they were. <laughs> <laughs> that, dog, that, dog, that dog chased them through an alley. Like, and then all of a sudden it's in a car that's just biting them before he gets to his crib. Like, I would have changed that whole scene. Like, for me, um, the Showtime character, he wouldn't have had no dogs. They would have just focused more on the swole women, just had them being real swole and ominous. I wouldn't even have worried about the dogs at all. So that's what I would have changed. And to be honest with that, I don't even remember how they got kid. I mean, play. They it got him at the like, dinner. They got him at the dinner. Yeah, he, uh, they pulled him out the window. He was outside the window. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I just remember the dog getting kid and all of a sudden play caught. Like, when, right. when, when did he get caught? But right. all right. For me, for me, it was showboat. We need way more showboat in that movie. And on top of that, he was rolling with like the first women from Wakanda that we've ever saw. <laughs> like, 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 there was a scene where she threw him like a, a, a pool ball and she crushed it. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, them, them balls was all. You know, and, and how did they get so much toe jam out of show? Like, <laughs> you know, that toe jam, like, yeah, yeah like, he had, a, he had enough toe jam. Like, that was the first woman of Wakanda. And, you know, we've seen them in 94. So, for me, I would have loved to see them a lot more with Showboat. Yeah, I agree with that as well. So, what's our rating? All right. Um, one to ten, nostalgic rating. This would be what you tell people to rewatch this, what your thoughts are on the movie. Where would you rate this one to ten? This DL here, if you a 90s baby and, you know, this is this is of your upbringing, this is of your roots... Uh, movies of similar affliction this is definitely like a nine for me just because of the quotables just because of the memories with it just because it's kid and play at a house party uh you know series and to me it's definitely one of the movies that kind of helped move me towards music because at that time i only knew two rappers and that was tupac and biggie like if, if that tells you anything how you know impactful kid and plays music was because like Biro said earlier, I, I I didn't really too much know that they did music. I thought that that was more of a uh, acting gimmick in the movie. I didn't know that that was actually what they were doing. Nice. Yeah, so for me, uh, this is D-Rob. Um, I'd have to give it around a nine, 9.5, uh, simply for the fact that this was part of my everyday life. I mean, when I was waking up in the morning getting dressed, it was on. When I was coming home from working at McDonald's, it was on. When uh, right before we turned it off and played Mario Kart, it was on. You know what I'm saying? So it was a big part of uh, my everyday life. So watching the movie not only brings back memories from the movie, but it brings back memories from my old roommate, J.E., 
It brings uh brings back memories for my boy MJ that used to come over all the time and chill. So it's it's more than just a movie. It's, it's kind of like uh, my whole life at that time, uh, you know, takes a big flashback. For me, I give it a 10. You know, obviously during that time I was three, but rewatching it, you know, you have Bernie Mac, rest in peace. You have Left Eye, rest in peace. You have TLC, which was a great group. Immature, which was a great group. The lovely Vita. You have, like, there's so many characters, Burnt, you know, there's so many characters in this movie, Chris Tucker, that it's just like, wow. Like, these are some of their first or second or third, like, big breaks, some of their biggest movies. Um, for me, it was amazing. You know, even looking back now, I listen to Freeze Love quite a bit and to realize that was him. You know, the, it's just amazing to kind of see what they turned into at, at now. And, you know, just to go back again, man, the way they dressed what was amazing to me. It, it was so different. It was fresh. The haircuts, you know, kind of like the flat top has kind of made its way back a little bit. It's a little different, but you know, some of those things have kind of circled back now. Um, so to me, impactful wise, you know, even over Friday, th this is the culture movie. It's dress, it's swag, it's everything. It wasn't just funny. It was more of a way of life. So for me, as far as nostalgia, it's a 10. So when we first said that we were choosing House Party 3, I was ready to give it like a four before even like watching it. I was like, Man, I, I don't even really know. Like, I liked House Party 1 so much. But after watching it and doing my research, I give this an 8. It, it, it's a... I, I recommend it to anyone. And you probably want to watch this in succession. Like, you know, go 1, 2, 3. But when you get to 3, and the reason why it's so impactful for me, because I can remember, you know, I'm I'm married. And, you know, I, you know, I have a daughter. But I can remember when... Like I was trying to get married and try to plan a bachelor party. And I can remember like um, my best friend, I won't put his name out in the streets right now, but was trying to get money together for us to be able to do something outside of just, all right, we going to hang at the house. And then I can remember things being like messed up when we was trying to do that. And then I can remember like, you know, people looking at me strange, like, what are you doing? And, why are you getting married and your partner's trying to talk you out of it, et cetera? Like, I remember all that. And, like, those memories from this movie kind of just stuck to me. And, like, after looking at that as an older man now, I was like, man, I see why this movie resonates with people. So, to me, it will be an eight for sure. So, to leave the people with anything, what can we close the people out with? What do y'all want to share? Just so y'all know, we got more movies on the way. Uh, we got more interviews on the way. Um, you'll definitely want to check out the website, our Instagram, you know, all of that detail. But anything y'all want to leave the people with, make sure that they have y'all information on how they can contact you all as well. Yeah, this is D-Rob. You know, whenever you decide to, to uh, watch the movie, whether you watch them in succession, one, two, three, whether you just jump straight to three so you can get a, uh, you know, get a taste of what we're talking about tonight. Um you know, just go into it with an open mind. You know, it's not going to be, you know, Denzel and these cats ain't trying to win no Oscar. You know, they were just trying to put out some content that was funny at the time, show off some some profile people, you know, give some people some stepping stones. So don't go into it thinking that, you know, 
these people are going to be like, you know, winning Academy Awards and stuff like that. So uh, just enjoy it for what it is, you know, appreciate the cast, appreciate the music, appreciate what they were able to, to, to come together and do at that time. It wasn't easy to try to get a bunch of people like that together, you know, and, and make a, a good quality movie. Um, I'm sure that it was an uphill battle and they had a lot working against them, but, you know, uh, they were able to sex successfully make this movie that millions of people uh, can easily love if they just give it a give it a chance. Yeah, I got nothing to add. I left it all on the field, coach. <laughs> It'd be overkill at this point, but you know, I got nothing to add. I, I think what D-Rob said is spot on. Well, for me, I want to just big up Def Comedy Jam. You know, I, I feel like that's probably the, the first time people kind of got their look to kind of get in this movie. You got Bernie Mac, you got Angela Means, Chris Tucker, Michael Collier, and so on and so forth. Uh, Anthony Johnson for Eddie Griffin. You know, for a movie to basically take stand-up comedians, actors as well, um, and to kind of put them all there and kind of all of them to have a shining moment is extremely dope to me extremely dope to me um so you know death comedy jam this is the second movie in a row where i feel like most of the actors came from that or at least part partook in that um so i just want to big that up again and to, to close us out again you can find us at www.theguild that's g-u-i-l-d htx.com we have an instagram um nostalgic and that's with a k at the end instead of a C. And also, if you ever have any information or any questions, you can find us at creatorsguildhtx at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening. Oh, and, let's uh, also add, we are now on Spotify as well. Oh, yeah. We on um, iTunes, SoundCloud, and we just got on Spotify as well. So we appreciate you listening. Um, and we'll be back with something again, like every two weeks. Um, so we look forward to y'all giving us feedback and comments as it relates to this um, episode on House Party 3. Five we out. Santos. <laughs> yeah, five. Go, go, the most go. important thing out of this is two. finding half Pike Santos. Two. <laughs> That's been episode two. And we out. Catching wreck on a mic check Before we tear it up I turn and give my partner a high five Cause it's time to get live So when I say make sense